Nomad Church. Go. Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about an initiative we have going on, and you should be a part of it. We have a goal of getting at least 100,000 of our books, Nomad Darkness into Light, into the prison systems around the country. If you go to our website, nomadchurch.net, there you'll see the book, once again, Nomad Darkness into Light. For each book purchased, one will be given to the prison systems. In addition, if you'd like to make a monetary donation, click the donate button, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Credit cards are accepted. Go there, make the donation, buy the books, one purchase, one given. We have to get at least 100,000 books into the prison system. So please join us, be a part of this initiative. There are souls to be saved. We're not giving up on people. It's going to be monumental. It's going to be great. We'll keep you updated on the progress. And we're going to keep this up until we reach that goal. God bless you. Godspeed. And let's get to it. What's happening, nomads? This episode is titled, Where is Your Heart? And I'm going to reveal why in a minute, but... Think about that. Where's your heart? What are you thinking about? A lot of people are saying things seem strange, like something doesn't add up. Um, If you're a conservative believer, you feel different. You feel like you don't fit in anymore. You feel that evil is kind of winning. And that's not going to happen, folks. So I'll put that to rest right now. God wins this. But we're in the time in the Bible where it says, Good would be called evil and evil would be called good. We're right in the middle of it. You see all these perversions and abnormalities and it looks like they're winning. Don't worry about that. Just stay focused. Get around other like-minded, Bible-based, Christian, God-fearing believers and you get rejuvenated. You feel like, okay, we are going to make it out of this because the left has gone flat out crazy. They are saying outlandish things, they're doing outlandish things, and things just are out of control. I'm going to play a couple of sound bites in a minute, but I want you to grasp this conversation that I'm about to have with you from a standpoint of what I see. I'm outside the fishbowl looking in at society over the last four generations, right? So hear me out and be objective about it. Our parents' generation, all they wanted to do was work. I mean, they some of them had two jobs. If they had a job that they quit on Monday at 11 o'clock, that same Monday, same day, by 1 o'clock, they had another job replaced. I mean, these people were the backbone of our country, working hard because they were conditioned. You got to work to have a retirement and a savings. So work, 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 work while you're young and you can. Even today... I know a lot of people that are retired in their 70s, they still get up bright and early. They're out gardening. They're tinkering around all the time because their machine is programmed to work. And speaking of your retirement for that generation, I want you to listen to something. 
This guy's talking about your pension fund, the reason you work so hard, and listen to what he has to say. Well, here's some earth-shattering, groundbreaking news for everybody that went along with the government's nonsense over the last three years in the name of keeping your pension so that you could stay comfortable and have a cushy retirement lined up for you. Do yourself a favor. Call your pension fund tomorrow. Or sometime this week, doesn't matter. Just give them a call. Ask them what your commuted value is. When you're shocked, like I was, because I recently had my pension commuted, and you realize that what you thought was there is no longer there, you'll realize that everything you did to keep that pension and retirement lined up was for nothing. They've lied to you, they've harmed you, and now they've robbed you. Go ahead, give your pension, give your pension fund a call. Find out what your commuted value is. And when you realize that I'm not lying, and when you realize that you've been absolutely bamboozled and that your pension is pretty much gone, you'll realize just how far down we have fallen. It's time to stand up because what you thought you had as your reason for not standing against this is no longer there. Sorry. And that's exactly why Generation X said, we're going to do other things. We're not going to trust our money in our jobs. We're going to make investments. Okay. Now let's get into our generation. I'm Generation X, last of the great ones. Our generation is about the money. Think about it. You get the money, nice car, nice home, little flashy here and there. Some people investments, cryptocurrency, stock market. It's about the money. It's not about having a regular job. It's about making investments and making that money grow and be wealthy. Get a Bentley, get a Rolls Royce, which I don't have. (laughs) But that's what people of the Generation X are controlled by. It's the money. Now let's go Generation Y. And that's the question. Why? Everything with them is about feelings. Oh, you have to validate my feelings. And I'm offended. You've hurt my feelings. And my feelings matter. And oh my goodness, they will sit in a stupor all day and because their feelings have been hurt and they don't feel like doing anything and it just doesn't feel right. Now let's go Generation Z, the ones that are coming up now. With them, it's about belonging to something. It's about social acceptance and nothing else matters, okay? That's why organizations, I'm going to use BLM. I mean, that thing came out of nowhere, Everyone was yelling Black Lives Matter, all different races and different creeds and everything was Black Lives Matter. Well, if you see it today, it's the chant of Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, and the crowd is angry white people with purple and green hair. There are no black people in the crowd anymore yelling Black Lives Matter because that organization was hijacked. It was a set up psyop from the beginning, as we know, but they just wanted to belong. I had a conversation with a neighbor. He's a manager of a warehouse, a big warehouse. And we were talking about this. And he said his employees, they give them time during the day to get on social media and belong. So his employees are taking selfies in their uniform, thumbs up, smiling, letting their friends know what kind of a great day they're having. They love their job and they're posting it on social media. And he allows them five minutes for every hour. So you work eight hours, once an hour for five minutes, you can go on social media, check things, share things, take some selfies. And he said his workforce is growing. 
because it's an atmosphere of we validate your social acceptance. I was talking to my buddy Ryan and I asked him a specific question. I said, Ryan, if you can open a, any business, what would it be? Give me an industry. He said, transportation. I said, okay. I said, let's say you had a fleet of truckers or limo drivers or something. Would you allow them to stop at a red light, take out their phone, take a selfie, post their job, hashtag winning and, and all that in uniform? He said, heck no. I said, you just lost your workforce. They'd quit because you're not validating their social acceptance. I said, let's say I opened a transportation company and I said, hey, once per hour, if you're in a parking lot or at a red light, you could take a quick selfie and post that you're on the job and you're loving it. Hashtag winning. I said, who would they rather work for? This young generation that seems to can't keep a job. He said, yeah, you're right. You. I said, exactly. That's why when we go into stores, there's nobody there. And if they are there, they're not coming up. Hello, welcome to XYZ. How may I help you? Is there anything I can help you find? Because that's how it used to be. Now, you got to go searching to find an employee. You ask him for, hey, uh, do you have these washers and a 10 millimeter? I guess they're over there by the wall. The older generation would walk you over there. Oh, yes, we do have those. Uh, Follow me over here. I believe we have them in two different colors and iodized and whatnot. Really? Thank you for your help. The younger generation, oh, they're over there somewhere, I think, if we have them in stock. I really don't know. People don't want to be bothered with that. So it's sad. That's the difference that I see in the last four generations. Hold that thought while we take this quick break. Hey, nomads. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Please visit our website, nomadchurch.net, and click on live chat group. Be respectful and hope to see you there. Going back to my original conversation of something just doesn't seem right. I'm going to play something. I want you to hear this lady. Ryan sent me this. Be objective. It's it's kind of where your heart is, literally. Check it out. Are you from the old timeline or are you from the new timeline? Let me ask you, where is your heart? Okay, so let's talk about these Mandela effects that had me freaking out for a long time. Apparently, the heart is no longer on the left side of the chest. It's straight in the middle. If you don't believe me, Google it. And if you are saying it's always been the middle, well, you're from the new timeline. In our old world, our heart was on the left. Okay, you ready for the next one? Our kidneys. In our old timeline, our kidneys were in our lower back. In the new timeline, the new world, the kidneys are up, almost behind the lungs. (laughs) I know, it's insane. And whoever's from the new timeline, please stop saying it's always been there. No, you're new. Our two worlds merged together between May and September of last year. Now, I truly think that when the CERN turned on the kaleidoscope and they were monkeying around with the God particle, I think they shifted us in a new timeline. And we merged. Some of us are from old Earth and some of us are from new Earth. The way I distinguish one and the other is I ask people, where where is your heart? If they say in the center and it's always been there, like they're convinced, 
piece of it. They're from the new timeline. If they say it's on the left, okay, you're my homie. You're from the old timeline, from the old world, what I call the real world. Hmm. Something to think about. A little conspiracy there, a little, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist by no means. But be objective. Look into it. Google it. Because I did, and I was a little shocked by what I saw of where your kidneys are and where your heart is, because I guess I'm from the old timeline, the old world, because I always was told your heart is to the left. Matter of fact, think about when you say the pledge, you put your hand over your heart, not in the center, you put it to your left, but I digress. Now, let's get to some of the crazy things these Democrats say and how in the world can we take these people serious? Okay. There is one person that makes Joe Biden sound like a genius. If you haven't figured it out, it's Fetterman from Pennsylvania. Just try to listen to what this individual says. And this is in Congress as they're talking about budgets and fiscal responsibility and things. This is him talking. Check it out. I'll give you an example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP, you know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank you, with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP. Uh, and requirements for works for that's like if you have I mean like and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by, by how you know so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going. Or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how how there's there is are these some kinds of word working uh, required? Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sail your bank with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr- protecting the tax the tax papers. You know that will bail no matter whatever does. What the hell was that? Excuse my language. I can't even make out what he was trying to say. It appeared it was about fiscal responsibility and bailouts of the bank and why they shouldn't do it, but he brought up the SNAP program and Republicans wanting to put work restrictions. So if you're going to get SNAP and EBT and WIC, you have to provide that you have a job, not just get willy-nilly free things and you go get steak and soda and lobster on SNAP because that's not what it was intended for. Welfare is not a career choice because Fetterman... And again, very hard to listen to that guy. The only person I could really understand him is probably Joe Biden or uh, what's the king of the hill character, uh, Boomhauer. Oh, my goodness. That's their translator. Joe Biden and Fetterman have a translator called Boomhauer or uh, Bobcat Goldwaith. I mean, from Police Academy, maybe, but I don't know. 
I want to talk about what he said. If, you know, from what I gathered from that slurring speech and whatnot, but having a work requirement for SNAP, and he called it a punishment. A punishment? Work is a punishment? No, no. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Take a listen. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer warn them here's your warning if you don't work you won't eat none of this snap none of this welfare get up get a job now if you got kids and you can't go to work get an online job you can work remote there's plenty of remote jobs you sit your butt uh, behind a computer and make some calls and you get a job and then you work from the computer on that job I mean, there's things that you can just do ratings on products. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Kids are in the background making noise most of the time anyway. You can do ratings. You can answer emails. You can do uh, live chats and be the chat agent. You can work from home quietly or in a loud environment. Just don't talk to anybody. But if you don't work, you shall not eat. There's your warning. Now, this individual is talking about money. Now, again, liberal, Democrat, I want you to understand something. There's only 365 days in a year, correct? Okay, hold that thought and listen to what this lady has to say. You saved a dollar a day for a year. Do you know how much money you'd have? Roughly $30,000. That's what we call the Build Back Biden math. (laughs) Someone stuck it right through a Dominion voting machine. (laughs) (laughs) The Build Back Biden math. Again, If you have 365 days a year, you save a dollar a day, you have $365. Where'd she get like 30 grand from? Oh my goodness. But we laugh, but these people are serious. Things just don't add up. It's amazing. It's amazing. A couple more topics I want to touch base on before we leave. Another beer company. I mean, we see the demise of Anheuser-Busch and um, Budweiser Bud Light in the toilet. It's been tanked. No pun intended. But now Miller Light said, oh, well, let's follow suit. Bud Light lost billions of dollars. Maybe uh, we can change things. I don't think so. Miller Light is losing money left and right. They've gone transgender as well. But here's what's funny. Back in the day, there was a movie called Black Dynamite. It starred Michael Jai White. In the movie, there was something called Anaconda Malt Liquor. And if you know the movie, you know what it was doing to people that were drinking it. But 
it was like a anecdotal comedy, but it was telling a story. Stay away from that anaconda malt liquor because it did things to you you didn't want to have done, man. But it's almost like they brought this stuff to life. It's just odd that huh? truth is stranger than fiction, it seems. But let's finish off with Ron DeSantis. Now, I've met him before. I've gone to his uh, events, his speakings. Don't know what to make of all this. Something changed when his wife was healed of cancer. He was a different person. And now he's going to make an announcement upcoming. They say May 24th, he's going to make an announcement to run for president. But think about this. He's been traveling the world. He went to Israel and Ryan said it. All these presidents, whether Republican or Democrat, they go to Jerusalem and touch that whaling wall. They all do it. What's the significance? I have no idea. Not going to speculate. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But Ron DeSantis, who went to Yale, there's words out there that um, he's calling crossbones. I have no idea. But here's what he did do. He's sending some 800 National Guard troops to the Texas border over the weekend. Why? To help with immigration. But the military is already there. So are they going to help stop? Because we see the videos. The military is letting immigrants in. They're not keeping them out. Because there's one particular video I'm talking about. The military had a bolt cutter and they cut the chain and let people in. That's strange to me. Not to mention South Beach, Miami in Florida. Boats of Chinese men, fighting age, early 20s, no women, no children, are washing up on shore. They're jumping out of them and they're running through South Beach. Where are they going and where are they coming from that they're Chinese migrants? I don't quite get it. So a little bit more information is needed about that. But what we are going to do is ask you to pray for those troops going to the border. Pray for their protection and their safe return home to their families. It's all the time we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Godspeed, and we'll see you next time. Well, nomads, we hope you enjoyed the ride. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to automatically receive our latest episodes. And we ask that you share this with at least 10 people to spread the word. If you're ready to give your life to Christ today, stay tuned for the prayer of salvation. For more information, check out our website www.nomadchurch.net. There you can donate, buy books, and visit our shop page for the latest merchandise. Remember, we love you, and Godspeed. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and lead me on the road to salvation. I pray this prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.